The Swain Event Podcast is brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. There are over 100 million pieces of litter on our beautiful Tennessee roadways, and TDOT spends $19 million a year picking it up. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at nobodytrashestennessee.com. Brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. Time for Attaboy! Brought to you by Iris Networks, Fiber Internet, and Voice, irisnetworksusa.com. 90 days, no payment for business internet. Bringing you positivity on a rainy Wednesday morning in East Tennessee. Ben, I'll throw the oop to you. Thank you. I will catch it like John Morant when I am not in attendance. We mentioned earlier the trio of balls that earned postseason honors from the SEC head coaches on Tuesday, uh, but wanted to give them some more flowers and go a little more in-depth on uh, their recognition. Santiago Vescovi was named to the All-SEC first team. Kennedy Chandler was named to the All-SEC second team and the All-SEC freshman team, while Zakai Ziegler was also recognized as he was named to the five-man SEC all-defensive team. Uh, Vescovy is the third Tennessee player under Rick Barnes to earn all-SEC first-team honors. Grant Williams, Admiral Schofield, and Santiago Vescovy. Quite the list there and quite the company there for Santiago. Uh, he concluded the regular season as the SEC's leader in three-point percentage, 44% and made three-pointers, made 57 three-pointers during conference play. The Monte Video Uruguay native averaged 14.3 points per game in SEC play while also dishing out three assists entering the SEC tournament. Vescovy's 87 total three-pointers on the season is the eighth most made threes by a Tennessee player in a single season in program history. Uh, Chandler... In 17 regular season SEC games, averaged 13.8 points, 4.4 assists, and 2.2 steals per game while shooting 47% from the field. He finished the regular season as the SEC leader in overall steals per game and ranked fifth in overall assists per game. With 64 total steals this season entering the tournament, Chandler also set the record for most steals by a freshman in program history. Uh, Ziegler was a consistent spark plug off of Tennessee's bench during conference play, averaging 10.1 points per game, scoring in double figures during nine of Tennessee's final 11 conference games. He finished the regular season just one steal shy of the SEC lead during conference play, averaging 2.2 takeaways per game with 40 steals in 18 SEC games. The season marks Tennessee's second year in a row, that it had two members on the SEC All-Freshman team uh, after they had Keon Johnson and Jane Springer on the team last year. Uh, overall, during the Barnes era, Chandler and Ziegler are UT's fourth and fifth SEC All-Freshman team selections, uh, joining Grant Williams in 2017, and then once again, Keon Johnson and Jane Springer. Uh, Zakai Ziegler also is only the fourth Vol ever to be selected to the SEC all-defensive team and the first to do so as a freshman. He joins Jawan Smith, who did so in 2008, Josh Richardson, who did it in back-to-back -back years in 14 and 15, 
and then Eve Pons, who did so in 2020 and 2021. So uh, some some pretty good information to go into the bio of Santiago Vescovi, Kennedy Chandler, and Zakai Ziegler. How did Zakai make the SEC all-defensive team with his steals per game, but Kennedy didn't? I know we talked earlier about Josiah being a snub on the all-defensive team, but how did Kennedy not make it? Makes no sense. I need, I need to, I need to really, really crystallize how special these three guys making this team is. I'm gonna start with Santiago Vescovi. Santiago moved to a different country. As a teenager, to play basketball in college for like the first for the first time in his entire life. He arrived in Knoxville three days after Christmas and played January the third. Against LSU. And LSU in 2019 20, they were good. Vescovy has seen two NBA players come in here, play essentially the same position he's playing now, off guard, held his own. This past offseason, made the biggest transformation physically that he's made in his entire life. Got faster, got quicker. Became one of the team's leaders, vocal. Had another NBA player come in and Kenny Chandler. And you look around the league, and there's a lot of athletic, really good guards. And Vescovy played consistent enough to be on the all-SEC first team. In the clutch moments, in the last two minutes of the game, he's shooting 90% from the free throw line. I think that's my favorite Santiago Vescovi stat. Over 90%. Like, how many... How many folks can just leave their family as a teenager, get to a new environment, and then a couple days later play in the first collegiate game and just never look back? Not very many. It's special. Like, it is special. And his, his story is not finished. His, the book is still being written. It's amazing. Amazing. He's been playing against grown men his entire life. So that's that's Vescovy. How about Kenny Chandler? He's been great his entire life, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone knows he's going to be a five-star. 
Everyone knows he's going to be a McDonald's All-American and a chance to go to the NBA. Everyone knew that. Think about all the smoke people was blowing up Kenny Chandler's butt between the left and the right booty cheek for the last couple of years. Just think about all the smoke. Interesting. People hyping his, hyping him up, pumping his head up. Kenny Chandler could have went anywhere and be able to do what he wanted to do. Shoot the ball, play the style of basketball that he wanted to play. But Kenny Chandler said, you know what, man? I'm going to go to a place where I'm going to get coached hard. And I would say the same thing about Kenny Chandler if he went to Duke. Because I know, I know Coach K would have coached him hard. But Chandler takes coaching, man. And we hear stories about how players handle their business, how they take coaching. We hear it all the time as media members. And not all five-star players come in here and handle their business like Kenny Chandler can take coaching. It ain't for everybody. But we've seen Kenny Chandler just grow before our eyes. How about Zakai Ziegler? At one point, Zakai didn't even have a freaking offer. July. Didn't have an offer until July. Now he's on the all-defensive team. And all-SEC freshman team. Dude. Like, being on the all-freshman team is great, right? Because freshmen, and and this is a league that brings in a lot of four- or five-star players, and and just being on that is special, right? Because he wasn't wasn't in that category of players as a high school player. But all-defensive team includes everybody. Freshmen, sophomore, junior, seniors, and he's on that team. It's one thing to be an all-freshman team when you look at all the blue chips and players that come to this conference. They're going to Kentucky, going to Florida, going to Tennessee. Auburn had, has had some in the last couple of years. But to be on the all-defensive team, period, point blank, the adversity that this young man has, has battled through, Man, it's amazing. That's why we love him. It's amazing. There's a lot of things wrong with college athletics. We can point them out. We can do a whole show on it. But th- these three young men, different backgrounds. They have different stories. And Tennessee is the, the common denominator. And all three of them have powerful stories. That should inspire you. You should be proud to be a volunteer. Proud to have these young men represent the University of Tennessee. Because I know I am. I know I am. Man, you can't hide hard work. Can't do it. Vescovy, can't hide hard work. Man. Vesky was getting cooked last year and year before on defense. Mm-hmm. He couldn't go around guys because he wasn't quick enough. 
He hasn't had that problem this year. He has not had that problem this year. Because it's the work that he put in while we were sleeping. It was the work that he put in without having to document it with a photo or a video to put on Instagram. Yo, check me out. I'm working. I'm getting in. I'm getting in. You don't have to do that. Just put the work in. You'll show up. And it showed up for Santi. Ziegler. Yeah, playing defense, man. You gotta have some athletic ability. You gotta have some quickness. Don't get me wrong. You know, you got some, you know, you can't even channel. You got a six foot seven reach. That helps. You scratch your. He has a six foot seven reach? Six foot seven. I didn't know this. Reach. I didn't know this. Really? Yeah. Arm, arm span. You got long arms. Was able to get in passing lanes and all those good things. I'm joking. It's been said on every broadcast the last two months, and Rick Barnes says it every single press conference when Kennedy Chandler is brought up. But that's born. That's something that you're born with, right? Also, did you know that nobody holds the rope better on the team than Victor Bailey Jr. Nobody on I that am. team. If you take a poll of the players on that team, they want nobody to have more success than Victor Bailey Jr. Did you know that? I didn't, I didn't hear that because Rick says that every press conference too. I didn't hear anything about what that. Victor's brought up. I didn't hear anything about that. I didn't know about that. That's new news to me. But. Did you know that Josh Dobbs had exams the week of the South Carolina game? Oh, thanks for reminding me. I did hear about that. I kind of forgot. Thanks for the reminder. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. Thanks for the reminder. But, man. That's that's something you're born with. You're born with speed. You're born with height. You know, you're born with. Unless and, you're and, Zakai. And Zakai has, you know, quickness and, and you know, he's, he's had that. But, like, defense, man, that's that's a want to. That's a pride factor, too. Effort. It's cool, man. It's really cool. I'm happy for guys like Cedric Tillman who get their flowers. Uh, happy for guys our three players on our basketball team get recognized because it's hard work that you put in to get those results. You just don't wake up and just, voila, it happens. No, nah, man, it's, 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 it's work. So I just want to recognize those guys and, and, and really, like, emphasize, like, how, how special their paths have been individually. Rick Barnes also deserves to be recognized because he did an absolutely tremendous job of coaching this basketball team. He and his entire coaching staff deserve a ton of credit. And I want to point it out because I don't feel like anybody else will, quite frankly. Bruce Pearl wins SEC Coach of the Year. I get it. But also here in a couple of weeks, it it wouldn't surprise me if we look back and say, well, Eric Musselman, Coach Cal, Rick Barnes, they ended up having better overall seasons and having their teams playing the best basketball when it matters most. Uh, but I just want to give Rick Barnes his flowers because everybody loves to chime in on Rick Barnes when Tennessee is losing by a couple of points early in a basketball game. 14-9, to the opponent is leading at the first media timeout. Ah! 
Why do I pay Rick Barnes so much? The fifth highest paid coach in America. And this is what we get. All these five stars. Justin Powell was doing that at Auburn, and now he doesn't even play at Tennessee. It's five-point difference at the first media timeout. Shut up, you bum. But nobody says anything when Tennessee goes on to win 12 of the last 13 games in the season, finish second in the SEC when the SEC is as good as it's ever been. Ever. And the top four teams in this league are strong and are all four final four caliber teams. And not only is Tennessee playing its best basketball right now, I mean, they looked lost in early January. Two and three after being embarrassed in Lexington. That was two straight Saturdays of being embarrassed because you had just been embarrassed uh, the, 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 the Saturday prior in Baton Rouge to LSU. Two and three, back-to-back embarrassing losses. Folks were saying it was time for, for Rick Barnes to go into retirement, time for, for Rick Barnes or, or for Tennessee to move on for Rick Barnes. And all he did was keep coaching like the Hall of Fame coach that he is. And despite everybody saying that this is where five stars come to die and Brandon Huntley Hatfield's going to transfer at the end of the year, Justin Powell's going to transfer at the end of the year, how is he not playing after he did all this and all that at Auburn last year in 10 games? Kennedy Chandler's getting worse. Kai Ziegler's better than Kennedy Chandler. This and that about everybody. How, How do you not... Take advantage of of the transfer portal like all these other teams do. How how do you get these five stars that can't do this, can't do that, but all these other five stars go elsewhere and they ball out and are getting all this other recognition? Everybody was crapping on Rick Barnes. And all he did was keep coaching. And there was talk about the team chemistry being terrible. And they can't stand Rick. Rick doesn't get to the players. He coaches them too hard, this and that. And now look at him. Kennedy Chandler is the absolute best version of himself as a basketball player and as a leader and as a communicator. And Zakai Ziegler has continued to grow. Brandon Huntley Hatfield has carved out a nice role on this team and has produced the last couple of games, and I would expect him to produce over the next couple of games. Uh, Jonas Adu was developed throughout the season and is contributing. The best players have continued to get better with Josiah Jordan-James and Santiago Vescovi. So I I don't think Rick is getting enough credit. He and his whole coaching staff are not getting enough credit for the coaching job that they have put together over the last several weeks because all they did when the, it was nothing but negative noise outside of the program, they, they continued to put their head down and they continued to work. And now – they are one of the best teams in the country entering March, and and hopefully the results in March will will show what all they've worked for, and they'll be able to uh, reap the benefits of all the hard work that they've put in. Yeah. Um, good stuff, man. Vol in Birmingham on the text box says, with um, Nico having a chance to make NIL money, it's – seven figures, if we specifically dominate to aspire for the basketball team, could we throw enough money at Chandler and Vescovy to come back for one more year? 
because if they come back, plus what we have coming in, if we find a true big big man, we could win a natty next year, and the money spent will be worth it. No, I, I don't. I don't. I don't think so. Like Kennedy is leaving. There has not been any confusion. Any indication has not been any waffling. The plan from day one was one one and done. One and done. That's why he came here. I want to get as better as, as possible in one season to go to the league. So this 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 ain't NFL money we're talking about. This is NBA money. It ain't enough money to to, to raise to keep Kennedy Chandler out the out the NBA. No. I, I, I just I no. I wouldn't even like I wouldn't even donate or give to the pot thinking that it's gonna keep Kennedy Chandler back in college. I just it's it's not worth it. Yes. I but, mean it, it wouldn't be the craziest thing for Kennedy to come back. I, I think he would benefit greatly from another year of college basketball. But I I, I think he is a first round pick and if the draft process goes well for him, he can be an early twenties, late teens pick. Jaden Springer last year was the 28th overall pick, Ben. His guaranteed dollars, $4.1 million. I'd say that's pretty good. Guaranteed. $4.1 million, the bottom of the first round. We're we, we going to try to give Kennedy $4 million in the NIL deal? Why not? No. No, if, if good Ken- luck, Kennedy. Right. <laughs> if if Kennedy comes back, he will get a lot of NIL money. Don't get it twisted. But it wouldn't be Nico type of money. It wouldn't be first round equivalent type of money. Uh it, it would be the cherry on top to coming back. He he's not coming back for NIL money. And not saying that Vaughn Birmingham is insinuating that he would come back for the NIL money. Kennedy Chandler would come back to grow his game and improve his draft stock. Because I think if he can come back and improve to be a, a even better shooter than I think that he already is and, and kind of have a redo at the free throw line and just continue to get better defensively and mm-hmm. in all areas of his game, but really prove that he can be a shooter, then, then I mean, I think he can be a top 10, top 15 pick. I, I, I really believe that if he were to come back. So that would be the reason that he came back to, to obviously improve his draft stock and, and get better. And then the NIL money, that would be good money for a college kid and any family out there, quite honestly, that would kind of be the cherry on top. It would be the cherry on top. Yeah. I'm gone. If, if, if I'm Kennedy, that's just, that's just me. But no matter what your draft stock is, even if you were a late first round pick, if I if if I had a plan all along to be one and done, and I get to this point March the ninth, like I'm not changing my mind. Yeah, but you can have a plan all along, 
but your plan at times in life is going to deviate from from what you think is going to happen. That's that's I understand that, but he's still projected to be in the first round. That's four million dollars guaranteed at signing. You look at the total contract for Jaden Springer. It's a four year, ten point three million dollar contract. If he came back, do you think that he could improve his stock enough to to be a top ten, top fifteen pick? Sure. If you think the answer is yes, then it may be worth not getting that four million in the meantime and making it up a year later and making more in the long run. As as I mentioned a couple of weeks ago. Who's doing that? Like who's the last person who said is a is a one and done player? No, nah, I'm gonna turn down this this ten million dollar four year contract and I'm gonna come back and then leave after my second season. I just I just I just haven't seen that. Well, most true one and done players are top five, top ten lottery picks. I mean, Kennedy's not going to be that. Okay, but like tell me what true freshman came in, balled out, had opportunity to be drafted in the first round. And be like, nah, man, I'm I'm good. I'm just gonna not take that that that, that ten million dollar four year contract, four million dollar guaranteed, and I'm gonna try to come back um, another season because I gotta I gotta prove something or so, you know, for some reason, or be like, yo, I could just get better while I'm getting paid in the league. I just it sounds good to sit here and say, yeah, come back and next year you be a top ten pick and you could double your money, but getting there. And then improving while getting paid, and then you could always get like that second contract, dude. That second contract for these NBA players, <laughs> it's stupid. If he proves himself over the first three to four years, yeah. But I just look. I'm, I don't think he's coming back. I'm just saying, like if 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 you're projected in the Jane Springer range, like I I don't at all think it's crazy to come back and improve your draft stock and then go be a top fifteen pick the next year and, and make double the money. I think you got a chance to I think you got a chance to to if improve his stock with the NCAA tournament. Absolutely. And then when he has his combine, he's going to light the combine up because he is going to test out of his world. The athletic he's freak. gonna be he's gonna be amazing. They're going to measure his his wingspan. They're gonna be like, oh my gosh, like he's going to tear the combine up. So it's a, it's going to be about him uh, and his play during the NCAA tournament. It's going to be about him shooting the basketball at the combine. But like I I see him only rising again. He's getting better uh, at the at the most important time of the year. So I just don't see it being worth donating any money to 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 Spire to try to get him to come back. Uh, I don't think it'd be worth it. And if I'm Kennedy Chandler at this point, I'm not changing my mind. Uh, I'm going. I'm going to the league. That was my plan all along. I'm not changing it now. I just don't think it's worth it. Uh, get one year closer to your second contract, and the money in the NBA with these guys getting their second contract is absolutely stupid. What it if you slide into money. early second round? That's a different conversation. But again, I think he's rising. I think the NCAA tournament could be his best friend. I've shared this story on the show before. And that's the Mike Conley example of big five-star prospect who had a a similar season to Kennedy uh, in his true freshman season of where it wasn't great, but it was really good. And he got in the 
tournament, and he made an absolute beautiful run through March Madness and drastically improved his stock in the in, – and he improved his draft stock by helping Greg Oden make that Final Four run with Ohio State. And, I mean, he has said publicly many times when I've listened to him on interviews or documentaries or whatever that I – going into the tournament and not saying that Kennedy is – thinking, oh, I'm coming back. But Mike Conley was like, I'm coming back to to come back and improve my draft stock another year because it wasn't where I wanted it to be, even though I was going to be a first-round pick. And then he balled out in the NCAA tournament when when everybody was watching and became a top-five pick. So mm-hmm. the NCAA tournament can absolutely be Kennedy's best friend because all eyes will be on you. He's already heavily scouted and evaluated and so on and so forth, but – doing it on the big stage in the NCAA tournament. If he goes out and he's the best player on the floor in a Sweet 16 Elite Eight game, then his stock is going to skyrocket. So he he has a, a great opportunity this weekend because even think about it this weekend, this Saturday, if Tennessee were, were to win on Friday night against Mississippi State or South Carolina, they're probably playing Kentucky. 97% chance that you're playing Kentucky and going up against Ty Ty Washington, Severe Wheeler, and a really good college basketball team that everybody will be watching. If you can win that game, then you're playing an Arkansas or Auburn team that has big-time guards. And if you show out against those two teams and then you go into the NCAA tournament and make a run there, your draft stock will improve drastically. So hopefully he can do that. Yeah, I'm just – I know for the sake of conversation, it's good to – Hypothetically, say you know what if what you know what if you entice him with some money to get him to come back, but everyone in the building over there, they know he's leaving. Like everyone knows what he's going to do. I'm sorry, I have heard. I don't think it's dead set that he's. I think that he will leave. I don't think he's 100. percent I don't at all think that it is. His coach believes he is 100 percent leaving. He has said that. His coach believes he's 100 percent leaving. Say so, but also like to your point about the NIL money, like that again, that's not why he's coming back to school. If in this alternate universe he did decide to come back to school, it's not for the NIL money, it's to improve his draft stock. If he feels like he needs to improve his draft stock, and then the NIL money would be the cherry on top. Yep. You get a little coin while you're still in college. Yeah. Uh 865 hour three powered by Low T Center and Low T Center.com. Uh let's go to the phones. Who we have? Jay. Jay. What's up, Jay? Swain, look, man, just get Andy to drop one of them freestyles and Kennedy's <laughs> coming right back, brother. Then uh, that'll push him to leave. <laughs> definitely definitely leaving. It, it may already be 99.9% that he's gone. It's 200% that he's gone if Andy drops a rap song. Sorry, Andy, but they're not good. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, is Nico getting the G-Wagon? That's all I need to know. If he wants one, he can get one. I'm I'm all for it. Let's give him two if he wants to come here. He'll be able, he'll be able to pay for it. I mean, he don't he don't need an nil deal with a car dealership to get a G wagon. I mean, he can straight pay for it. Like he's gonna get paid. He's gonna get paid big time money wherever he goes. So, Wayne, I noticed like when he takes these trips, bro, he flies on a private jet. What's that about? Private jet. Yeah, have you not seen this? You know, wheels up. You got a wheels up account. Every time. Every time I see, like, a picture of him going somewhere, this is, like, because I saw, this is, like, the second time I've seen him, and he'll, like, post a picture somewhere, and he's about to go on, like, one of these visits, 
and you know this one was with UT, and then I remember seeing another one, a picture somewhere of him where he posted, and I was like, why is this dude flying on a private jet? Where'd you see this picture? Twitter, or Instagram. Man, I, 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 I I I saw Nico retweet some uh, good Southern food that he was taking back. Good, good Southern, if if that's what you want to call it. Um, but some, southern some staple. Fat, yeah, Southern staple that the, the family and friends were enamored with and were taken back. And it, and it looked like the, the to-go bag was sitting on a – or not not your regular old plane. Yeah, bro. Like, I, I, I know I've seen him. What picture? With this that, yes. With How can you tell where he's sitting from this picture? You can't, I mean, you have to really dive into it and, and use your imagination. Look, looks like a – Fancy plane to me. I don't. I, I don't see it, guys. I don't see any evidence of him on a private plane. Plane. I, I swear. I now I would put him on one, but I just don't see any evidence. I would yeah, put him I was, on one. I was like, he probably went to Calhoun. That's where everybody goes getting that trash barbecue over at Calhoun. No, he didn't. He didn't. He didn't take that back. Um, well, why does everybody go to Calhoun? Hey, 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 man! I don't know, Jay. I ain't getting into that. I don't know. Well, you know it's terrible. I don't know nothing about nothing. Them ribs is. Gone. I don't know nothing about nothing, Jay. I don't know nothing. I don't know. <laughs> well, well, Ben, you know them ribs are like. Ah, he don't know either. <laughs> <laughs> he don't know. No comment. He's just hanging out. Well, he's just hanging out. So, guys. What if, if we get back? Let's just say, I mean, I, I don't know what to expect from the SEC tournament. We never do well, no matter who our coach is, it seems like. But we can't win that thing. I don't know. It's like we're cursed when we get in that tournament. But what what if we get bounced in the first round? What 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 is it? Is it just kind of what we should expect with Coach Barnes? Is that we're going to have a great program. We're going to win a lot of games. We're going to be a, a really respectable program, but it, it's just the NCAA tournament may not be our thing. I mean, is that just kind of you're just going to have to kind of accept it? Or, I mean, what's going to be the feelings, you think? Because this – and it's kind of unfair because it's such a – this is such a tournament sport. You know, it's like you could, you could barely get in, but if you have a great run in the tournament, then you had a great season. And you could have a great season, but maybe you get bounced in the tournament and it's just kind of looked at as a disappointment. If Tennessee gets bounced in the first round, then uh, Rick Barnes is going to deserve every bit of criticism that, that will come his way. I mean, there's no, there's no excuse for a team that's been um, talked about. At this excuse point. me, first weekend, Dwayne. First, first weekend. Okay, first weekend? First, first weekend is what I meant. I mean, it shouldn't happen, but it looks like you'll be, you know, where Tennessee is right now, you'll be playing against a six seed. And the six seeds, we're talking about teams like Iowa, LSU, mm-hmm. um, Ohio State, those caliber of, of teams. And uh, it'll be a very big disappointment for sure. I mean, this is a team that's been talked about as a Final Four contender. So, yeah, first weekend. Will, will be a huge, huge disappointment in, ten, in, in, in Tennessee fans and college basketball fans will criticize Rick Barnes and it's going to be hard to, to defend him if he loses in the first first 
weekend, honestly, man. It's I mean, a this sweet, team is playing well right now. It's a sweet 16 team at minimum. At minimum. And, and I mean, mm-hmm. it, even, I mean, I, I think it's fair to have a sentiment that, uh, I mean, they should get past the sweet 16. They're one of the best teams in the country. I, I don't know that they're national championship contenders. Rick right. Barnes thinks that they are, and uh, Jimmy Dykes <laughs> says that they're, they're near the front of his plane. He got the plane yeah, out? Yeah, since he's apparently almost in first class. He got, he, got the, he got the private plane out like Nico? Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, I, I, I know I just kind of went on my rant about giving Rick Barnes his flowers, but, I mean, if, if he uh-huh. – if, if he, I the SEC tournament doesn't really move the needle for me personally. It, it it's frustrating, but obviously, like if if you told me right now, Jay, and I think everybody would agree with me, Tennessee loses on Friday night to Mississippi mm-hmm. State or South Carolina, but then mm-hmm. goes to the Elite Eight, I think everybody would sign up for that. Yeah. So uh, I I don't the, the SEC tournament will frustrate me if they don't show well, but. I'll, I'll kind of form my opinion more on the NCAA tournament and can quickly get rid of that frustration with a nice run in the NCAA tournament. So uh, he'll he'll get all the smoke if he has another early round exit, and it'll, it'll be deserved, quite frankly, because at this point, I mean, you can make the, the case that all four teams that made the tournament under Rick lost before they should have. Now, I, I think there's more context than just simply saying that. But, like, somebody's not crazy for making that point that all four teams lost before they should have in the in the tournament. Obviously, last year was what it was. You lost to Oregon State. Uh, and, you know, that Tennessee-Purdue game, to me, that was kind of like a coin flip. I mean, e- either team could have won that night, and the breaks just did not go Tennessee's way. Uh, so I, I don't really hold that against him, although that that team sh- probably should have gone further than the Sweet 16. And then... Uh, Loyola Chicago, that team made the Final Four, and and you were really missing Kyle Alexander, and it took a, a game winning shot for for them to beat you. Yeah, and and, and I'll add this. I think it's a I think it's a lazy lazy take to automatically point the finger at Rick Barnes when we don't know the outcome and how you you know theoretically may lose like it may not be because of coaching dudes may not just make, make free throws that's not on rick barnes i'm sorry you, you, you like there's no there's no strategy in shooting free throws there's no game planning in shooting free throws you get your butt up there you lock in you you do the same routine that you've done all year long and you show mental toughness and you make the free throw like they ain't gonna do a coach i'm sorry Swain, there's there's something there with him that dates all the way back to Texas. I mean, you know, he's got this name, regular season Rick, which I don't, I would, I wouldn't call him that. He's coached <coughs> his butt off this year. Bless you. He coached, he's coached his butt off this year, but there's something there that when he gets in the tournament, he is known to underachieve. I know that's, a, I know that's a narrative, but, but that's, I know that's a narrative, but not. Every result is because of the same reason, though. You don't think there's maybe something about his style or maybe adjustments that just doesn't line up with the NCAA tournament or something? Jay, I'm saying if if, if Tennessee 
loses because of free throws. It ain't got nothing to do with style and right. adjustments. That's right. that's what I'm saying. Now, if we if we come up short and we can go and say, well, why are we why are we playing this guy? Uh, the rotation wasn't wasn't right, or or uh, you know why did we you know get the, get the ball to a guy that was a hot shooter? I mean, I understand those critiques, but if it came down to like free throws, nah, man, I ain't gonna sit here and blame Rick Barnes for guys not making free throws. I think that would be lazy. Well, I think human being can shoot better free throws than them. I don't know about all that, but then, couldn't, then do wor- couldn't do worse. Than Tennessee or Rick Barnes? Than Tennessee, yeah. Than Tennessee, yeah. I can shoot better free throws than Urush. I know that. Have you seen Rick Barnes shoot free throws in practice? I don't know. Rick still got a stroke now. I'm, I'm not he claiming can I can. Shoot better than most of those kids. Yeah, Rick still got a stroke now. No, don't, don't. I can shoot better than Urush. I know that. Well, good job, man. And, and at the rate that Kennedy's going, I could do better than that. I can assure you that I would not have airballed that free throw against Arkansas. It may not have gone in, but I would not have airballed it. I want to see you and DJ AWOL do the promotional uh, shooting during timeout, and I want to see you shoot the free throw in front of 20,000 people. See what happens. I wouldn't airball it. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying I would make it, but I wouldn't airball it. Well, you probably just hit the backboard, which not airball. I want to see Wes Rutgers jump shots. I don't. It broke. I do not want to see it. I do not want to witness that. Oh, man. It's, it's, well, it's bad I enough I got to follow him on Twitter and see his tweets. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, Love you, Wes. Love you, Wes. Well, guys, we'll see, man. Rick, Rick's done a good job so far. We'll see what happens in the tournament. But, you know, he, he he's done a really good job coaching this team. And uh, I, I, hope it, I hope it continues, man. I'd like to see a – I'd like to just see – one Final Four in my lifetime. It, it's ridiculous that these programs like South Carolina and Georgia and programs that aren't half as good as Tennessee have a Final Four, but we don't. If, 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 if Rick takes us to a Final Four, I say build a statue for him. I'm out of here. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> I mean, the, re- the reality is it, it's about the draw. Got to have some borderline luck. I look, at, I look at how Virginia got to their Final Four and won the championship. I'm not saying they were just just lucky, but they had the ball bounce their way several times on top of being really good. Referees missed a clear double dribble. The 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 um, Virginia-Purdue game was super close. The Purdue-Tennessee game was super close. Came down to one one call, one possession. Like, I don't blame Rick for that loss. No, that I, loss. I, I, and I and remember, Tennessee could not make free throws in that game. Remember Admiral going to the line? And missing free Bowden, no, Bowden going to the line, missing free throws in the first half. Admiral missed the dunk. Remember that Admiral missing a dunk there in the first half, and they 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 didn't even look like themselves in that first half. And and it wasn't really Rick's coaching. I mean, it was uncharacteristic mistakes like missing dunks and missing free throws. And and, and maybe Rick is stubborn uh, in terms of adjustments, and maybe is a little too late at times to make adjustments on the fly. Because he believe really believes in his system, but I don't know. It's hard, man. Aside from Oregon State, like Rick deserves a ton of blame for last year because that team was not ready to play yeah, whatsoever. Was that was that, that that was awful. But Loyola Chicago, I mean, it just kind of is what it is. Purdue, it just didn't go your way. And 
as we know as Tennessee followers, Tennessee does not have good luck. <laughs> and that's what you need in the NCAA tournament. Uh, good luck with a draw and good luck within the game. And Tennessee does not have any of that. You you would know what bad luck looks like. Exactly. I've been a Tennessee fan for 26 Cause years. Because you look in the mirror every every morning, you see yourself, especially when it comes to Memphis Grizzlies And games. still look better than you. Yeah, that's debatable. All right, we'll take a timeout here in hour number three, powered by Low T Center and LowTCenter.com. Stay with us. The conversation doesn't stop when the show is over. Follow the Swain event on Twitter and like the show on Facebook. Fellas, when it's time to freshen up that wardrobe, there's only one play to make, and that's to go see my friends at Mark Nelson Denim in downtown Knoxville. Find the latest in small batch denim in the heart of Knoxville. Denim isn't all they do, though. Mark Nelson also does custom suiting and blazers. Let your personal style shine with Mark Nelson. If you don't have time to go shopping for yourself, but still want that fresh look, then sign up for the MN Society. Let the experts handle the shopping and get $300 worth of merchandise for just $150 every other month. That's six times per year to keep you looking styling every day. Let Mark Nelson Denim help you be the best you. Because when you look good, you feel good. Go to Mark Nelson Denim. When you start your own business, you know that branding can make or break a new venture. That's why Swain Event relies on 42nd Street. 42nd Street is a strategy agency focused on finding creative, open-minded, results-driven solutions to brand design. After over a decade of operations in East Tennessee, the brand architects at 42nd Street have the experience and creative know-how to ensure the success of your business branding, logo, web presence, and more. To see a real-life example of their amazing work, you can check out our website at SwainEvent.com. Don't trust the branding of your business to just anyone. Check out my friends at 42nd Street online at 42ST.com or give them a call at 865-382-7007. 42nd Street, brand, strategy, design. More and more Tennessee businesses are switching to Iris Networks for reliable, local, high-quality, high-speed business fiber internet. Iris provides direct internet access from 10 megs to 10 gigs with no payments for 90 days. Iris also offers next-generation business phones with work-from-anywhere capability from the mobile or laptop app. With local sales, support, and service, Iris is a partner in the community. Learn more at irisnetworkusa.com or call 865-448-IRIS. Iris Networks, a Tennessee business connecting Tennessee businesses. Litter is a big problem in Tennessee, but together we can do big things. We can make our cities, our waterways, our roads cleaner and safer. The Tennessee Department of Transportation is committed to reducing litter in our communities, but we need your help to do it. There are over 100 million pieces of litter in our roads at any given time, and it costs TDOT about $19 million a year just to clean it up. The first step to keeping Tennessee beautiful is to rally behind these three simple words. Nobody trashes Tennessee. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at NobodyTrashesTennessee.com. Out-of-town law firms have been swarming into East Tennessee lately. Firms from Memphis, Chattanooga, and Birmingham have stormed into the area. Wouldn't you rather do business with a local law firm? 
you know, a true neighbor. Marcos Garza and the pros at the Garza Law Firm are just that. They are our neighbors and friends that support local causes year-round. The Garza Law Firm works to serve you professionally on criminal matters, injuries and accident matters, and Social Security and disability filings. The Garza Law Firm is here for you at GarzaLaw.com. The Garza Law Firm, let us help. I know missing the show live is a bummer, but don't fret. You can catch up on the podcast posted daily on the app, online, and on iTunes. Awesome! to the phones but first first must share with you that low T center gentlemen they just don't test your testosterone uh, they check your PSA levels they make sure your thyroid liver and kidney function cholesterol glucose levels are where they should be call the low T center right here in Knoxville 865-392-1388 go to lowtcenter.com Reinventing men's health care. Let's get to our guy, Volstorm. Volstorm, good morning. I think Jay needs to go get his tea checked. Man, Jay over here speaking some bad stuff into existence. I'm going to start calling him Mr. Sunshine. You think him and Ken team up against the VFL Facebookers on the message boards? <laughs> Ken is one of the Facebook posters on the message boards. Sunshine. So sunshine. <laughs> Remember the I'd Titans, rather, man. <laughs> I, I, I'd rather I'd rather watch an Andy Road Rage video. I don't know about all that. Anyway, Swain, it's not that you're a bad liar. You're just not good at hiding the truth. What are you talking about? <laughs> what are you talking about? I, I'm not a good liar at all. No. Uh, like I said, you're just not good at hiding the truth. No, I'm not, man. I just... I'm not good at it. But, even hey, try. let me ask you a question. Did Tennessee offer David Johnson? Um, I don't know if I can sit here and say that, they, that there was an official offer. Um, I I know that we were really close to, to making that to making that happen, and I think well, David Johnson official offers get known. So I know it wasn't official official. Well, you know how this stuff works, right? Oh yeah. We didn't we didn't get turned down because we didn't officially offer you. We just talked about hypotheticals and hey, if I hypothetically offered you, would you take it? Well, no, I wouldn't. Well, okay, thanks. Well, we didn't offer him officially. It was hypothetical. So like that's why I'm That's why it's hard to answer the question about an official offer because Looking at the Pope contract, maybe money was involved. Tennessee, you know, ain't paying a lot of money there for a receiver coach. Uh, I think 
David Johnson would have would have made that move to Tennessee because the Florida State is a sinking ship. I, I find it funny that, you know, just a year ago we were throwing out money left and right, but now we won't throw out money for a good wide receiver coach. <sighs> Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm looking at it wrong. <laughs> Is Jay still on the line? <laughs> Better, uh, hey, gotta, gotta be right here. Got to be right. Receivers got to be be great. Or, I mean, we're going to come back and look at this hire and, 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 and point to it and say, hey, man, you had a chance to go out there and, and go get a proven coach. But hopefully we don't do that, and Kelsey Pope does a great job. But And, and you know, the whole thing about, you know, all oh, the players really like it. Yeah, the players really like the strength coach that Butch replaced, and we saw how that turned out. Yeah, the, the players liking a hire does nothing for me. It doesn't matter to me. No. No. And, well, it matters to me when the the room wasn't gung-ho about the previous guy. <laughs> that doesn't – it doesn't matter. It doesn't It doesn't point to results to me. I think in today's exactly. society where kids are so fragile mentally, I, I think it does matter, unfortunately. Well, the, 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 these up. receivers aren't built like the mindset you had or Brett Smith or Meacham. I mean, does, these, like, these kids got to be coddled nowadays. It doesn't matter because it's about results. And if the, the kids, they don't know what they don't know. If they knew think, how right? to develop themselves, they, they would be better than what they are right now. So they can like the coach and not know that the coach doesn't know what he's doing and then get to the games and they're getting covered and not having any success. And then that like will start to turn into dislike because then you won't respect your coach and now you won't, you know, look at your coach the same way because he has not prepared you to be successful. So, yeah, you like him now because it's March, but it doesn't really matter right now about like or dislike. It's a, it's about are you preparing me to be the best player I, I can. So that's why it just doesn't matter. It doesn't matter about players liking their coach right now in March. You think uh, Rodney Garner caught all his kids? No. Nope. And it's, hey, nope. It's about, it's about respect. Respect is more important than liking somebody in this business. Absolutely. Hey, guys, before I go, shout out to the people who prop up restaurants that don't support the show. See Hey. What are you doing, my friend? I mean, he was crapping on them. Yeah, but still, like, I don't want to talk about I want to talk about all that. I want to talk about all that. Uh, let's see here. The question is, do we need to start a GoFundMe for Ben so he doesn't go to Tampa for the NCAA tournament to cover the Vols? I actually like, I'll actually like to win this year. I think Ben's okay for the Tennessee <laughs> games. It's the Grizzlies game. So if you're a Grizzlies fan, you don't want Ben anywhere close. Well, and I won't be in Tampa anyway, so you don't have to worry about it. <laughs> oh, man. Let's go, Tennessee. Got some baseball today. Gonna be a little chilly. Ooh, the high is just 52, Ben. I'll be in the press box. You better snuggle up. You better bring you a, a, a Snuggie. I know you got one at the house. I know the McKee household got a Snuggie. We do not. You better bring that Snuggie out. 
the leopard print snuggie. You got the leopard print snuggie or the or the uh, the Dalmatian down yeah Dalmatian snuggie. Which one you got, Ben? None of the above. You ain't got a lie. I know you got a snuggie. I know you got a snuggie, Ben. You ain't got the lie, Craig. For Ben McKee, I'm Jason Swain. We hope you have a great Wednesday tomorrow, 7 a.m. We will be back right here on the Swain event. Make sure you um get that app. Make sure you tell somebody about the app. Download it. We'll be back here tomorrow, bright and early Thursday for the March 10th edition of the Swain event. Swain event is fueled by Dead End Barbecue, top 100 barbecue restaurant in America. We hope you have a wonderful Wednesday. Peace and love. We out.